be spiked out. I could trip a referee. Tell by my attitude that I most definitely from. He is the mayor of New York City, and he's become a, uh, a very good friend of mine. I'm honored to say that, proud to say that. Name is Eric Adams, and he, um, every couple of weeks, doesn't have to do this, but every couple of weeks, comes on this show and speaks to you guys, this audience, knowing full well a lot of you don't, um, don't agree with a lot of the stuff that he says. But uh, that's the type of guy he is and the type of mayor he is. So making his return to the show, once again, my friend, Mayor Eric Adams. And Eric, in that song, Jay-Z talks about concrete jungle where dreams are made of. So with that said, what is your pitch to future Hall of Fame Green Bay Packer quarterback Aaron Rodgers to come here and play for the Jets? Um, well, well, two things with that song. Number one, you should sit down and listen to it one day because that song is you all the way. Man. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. You're right, man. You're, that, you're right. That New York attitude. <laughs> you are right. Especially the beginning of that song. Well, um, listen, I, I think Aaron is a solid player, and sometimes you have to change uh, your uh, altitude to get to the level that you want. And, you know, just sometimes, you know, you've done the best you could at a run at a particular location. It's time to move on to something new. There's many layers to life. It's not one layer. And so if he could come and add to the Jets' chemistry of that winning the title already and bring that to New York, I'm all for it. I'm a Jets fan. I know you are. That's why I asked you that. And, of course, if he came here and did that, he'd be the first quarterback since uh, 1969, since Joe Namath, mayor, to win the Super Bowl, I would imagine then he would get the keys to the city. But if not the keys to the city, what about these vacant offices that you guys are turning into affordable <laughs> housing? <laughs> I know you got a press conference 1130 this morning. Tell me about that. Uh, I think it's a great concept and great idea. We have about 10 million square feet of real estate in our commercial uh, corridors and areas. And here's an, an opportunity where there's a match. Uh, we we are living in a new environment post-COVID. Uh, we, we're not sure if we're going to use all the office spaces. And people are even in the spaces they are using, uh, they are downsizing uh, the square footage. And so if we have a housing crisis, uh, this, is an, uh, this is how you turn uh, lemonade out of lemons. And so we're going to look at that, and we, we're not going to leave any stone unturned when it comes down to making sure people have housing. Well, there are two things about that story. Is it fair to say then, Mr. Mayor, that you've given up on a lot of people coming back to the city, unfortunately? And B, if you're interested in getting that affordable housing, how do you get in? How do you, how do you pick the folks that actually get in? Well, and those, those are both two uh, great questions. Uh, one, we have not. Uh, some of my companies that I speak with and my corporation leaders, uh, they are stating we're 100% back, but we realize we don't need the same floor space. Got it. So we are, we are downsizing our floor space because we have flexible hours. Some people are working later. Uh, some people are working through weekends. They're doing this concept of shared desk uh, where you carry in the items you need and you don't own one desk. Uh, they're creating these group settings. So we are in a different place of work atmospheres. <clears throat> and it's because of that many of my business leaders are stating they don't need the same amount of floor space. And, a, and we have a lottery system when it comes down to your question about affordable housing. 
there's a lottery system that's in place that we want to make sure that everyone has an opportunity to fairly uh, go after uh, the housing that's available. The big thing is, uh, Sid, is that we must encourage all electors to be pointing out, here's a good place to build affordable housing, like Ball President Levine is doing and Councilman Reynoso is, I mean, Ball President Reynoso, uh, he's doing, because we have to build more so that we can house more. Let's talk about this other announcement you guys made yesterday, too, which I like, too, Mr. Mayor, and that is you're going to create some more public space along Broadway, I guess, around that Penn Station, Herald Square area, where you do get a lot of tourists leading up to Times Square, obviously. So it just seems to make a lot of sense. That would be a spot where you would want to do that. I know you and Rodriguez made that announcement yesterday. What's the timetable on that? Uh, we're, we're starting today, the first level of that. Construction is starting uh, right away. Uh, it's a beautiful concept. Hats off to Commissioner Rodriguez. He talked about this when he was a council person, and now he's actualizing it. Uh, you know, pedestrian spaces, I, I think that that's one of the the theme, we we are residents who enjoy people watching, who enjoy spaces to read, to just talk, uh, sit down and uh, engage with people. So we, we, we love this idea of turning some of our street, streetscape into pedestrian plazas and places that people can walk. At the same time, making sure we have traffic mitigation taking place because we want to make sure this, you know, zero, zero, vision zero is not just a concept, but it's a reality. I was thinking about you, uh, uh, Eric, Mr. Mayor, on Saturday night. Danielle and I sat down and watched the Chris Rock uh, concert. Have you seen that yet? Uh, people tell me it's hilarious. It, I didn't get a chance to see you it. you got to see it. It's great. He's like, listen to me. He goes, men don't have the power. Women have the power. And he goes on <laughs> to tell you why. He's like, let me tell you something. The Beyonce was at Burger King. She would still get Jay-Z. But if Jay-Z was at Burger King, <laughs> so, but, but, so, the, so the power of women, if anybody gets that, it's you. This is Women's History Month. And uh, the head of your police department, the head of your fire department, and last week you were very nice. You got uh, Jessica Tish from me on this show, the head of the sanitation department. So if anybody appreciates the power of women, at least in your administration, Mr. Mayor, that seems to be the case. And, and, and many firsts, uh, many firsts in many areas, like the first Korean uh, American to be a commissioner of the small business services. Uh, so there are many firsts that we have around uh, women and qualified women. We just didn't go out and say, hey, uh, we need to fill and check the women's box. Uh, my uh, first deputy mayor, the first, the first first deputy mayor was a woman, Lorraine Grillo, who's just a legend in the city, and now Sheena Wright. Uh, my chief of staff, and, of course, Ingrid, who's my chief advisor. She has been with me uh, throughout my entire political career. Her husband and I were cops together. We were in a police academy together. And so you see the women around this administration, because far too long they sat on the bench, and they've been saying, Coach, get me in the game, get me in the game. And I'm just that type of coach that says, listen, time for you to get in the game. And I'm really proud of the product that they're producing. Now, on the flip side, though, there, there seems to be at least a controversy which you can clear up right now, and that goes back to the Cardi B concert, Mr. Mayor, where Juanita Holmes, the Department of Probation Commissioner, now uh, seems to be at odds with, uh, well, the other way around, uh, Keyshawn Sewell, 
who, of course, is your commissioner for the NYPD. Although a lot of folks say, not really, it's really Phil Banks. He's really the commissioner, which is unfair to Keyshawn and unfair to you. I get that. But that is a talk on the street. But there seems to be a little bit of a, of a fight here between Shul and Juanita Holmes, who has since been promoted to probation commissioner. Is that overstated or is that for real? It's a, a palace intrigue and uh, covering in the press. Uh, you 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 know you in this business. Yeah. You know if it bleeds, it leads. Right. And there's you know if you could create a controversy uh, without any, uh, you know you just you know you, basically that's the job of the media. You know how do you get clicks? How do you sell papers? So let's 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 peel this back for a moment and just think conceptually what people are saying. Uh, uh, number one. I thought it was brilliant that Chief Holmes, who's now Commissioner Holmes, uh, brought Cardi B in to talk to young ladies. She has this thing called Girls Talk. She has been doing it for years. Uh, back when I was ball president, I was impressed with it. She, on her time, goes out and have conversations with young girls and put them on the right pathway with professionals, uh, with women who have made mistakes in life to give them some type of input. And that was the case with Cardi B. You know, if if one were to say that Cardi B should not talk to young girls on how they should improve their lives because she was arrested, then what does that say about me? You know, I was arrested as a child, and yep. um, that was a, that was a learning experience. And so, hats off to uh, uh, Commissioner Holmes for understanding for understanding that and doing the right thing. And then they attempted to state that she bigfooted the commissioner on the run in the academy which is just not true. It, it wasn't uh, Chief Holmes that brought that to me when she was the chief. It was the commissioner. In our normal briefings, the commissioner and I, we sit down, have a, a briefing. In our briefing, she brought up the conversation about the run, and I simply asked her, uh, you know, what, is the, what, what are the thoughts of those who are in training? What are their thoughts on it? She said there appears to be difference of thoughts on how to deal with this. I said, bring everyone in. And let me hear the different points. And so, Sid, if people are saying that underlinkings or those who you supervise can't come and bring good ideas, that is not how I run my administration. If a teacher has a good idea that's in contrast to what a principal believes, I want to hear both sides. Uh, school children text me. There was a post story of a school child um, thought to principal was not running the school correctly. And it, yep. the, the, the student texted me, and 30 seconds later, later, I responded to her. I told her she needed to be back in school, mm. but I responded <laughs> to her. That is how I am. I want to create an environment where every clerk, every cleaner, uh, every teacher, every cop, uh, everyone should, have, should have, uh, have input on what they believe their observation uh, should be. And so People made it what it was not. Uh, this was about how do I govern, and that is hearing from everyone. That's my 320,000 people who are in uh, uh, running this city. Let's stick with schools, Mayor Adams. Uh, you came under fire a couple of weeks ago for doing something I applauded you for. So did even Dove Hikind and others, and that is you talked about religion in school. And look, I'm not going to blame every school shooter's issues on lack of religion but let's be honest, a lot of these kids have lost their way, and a little religion hurt nobody, hurts nobody. But you came under some uh, pretty serious fire for that. Were you disappointed? 
Uh, no, because I didn't come under fire. And that's what we have to be very careful about. The loudest in the numerical minority is not the position of the overwhelming majority. And just because the well-organized, loud people yell at the top of their lungs, that's not where America is. You know, this is the country where we say in God we trust on every bill that we use. Uh, after I was sworn in, the last words I said was, so help me God. Um, and two or a few years ago, you could not become a citizen of this country without uh, saying, uh, so help me God, at the ending of your swearing in. Uh, uh, Congress, uh, state, so help me God. Uh, you know, we, one nation under God. I, I read that somewhere before. <laughs> I mean, so who are we, who are we kidding yeah. here? Yeah. Um, we, we are a, a, a country of faith. Now, should the uh, the bishop come in and tell us how to run an agency? No, we should not. But at the same time, we should bring the faith that we were taught. Thou shalt not kill is what I learned in Sunday school. Uh, you know, those things that are the principle of what I learned in my faith, no matter what that faith is. It could be Islam. It could be Buddhism. It could be a Christianity, a Sikhism, no matter what it is. You should bring the principles and foundation of your faith and how you make your make your decisions. So when you talk about specifically uh, with schools, I said, I'm really concerned of what I'm seeing. And, and I, sometimes I'm baffled. Am I the only one that's seeing what is happening to our children? Yeah. Uh, you, have chi- you have China giving our children a version of TikTok that they won't show their children. Yeah, this is a this is a Trojan horse moment if I've ever witnessed it before in my life. You if you dismantle your the children of a of a of a culture or a country, you're dismantling the future. Overproliferation of drugs, access to fentanyl, access to cannabis in our uh, uh, communities with our young people. We just had a young man uh, the other day, um, a, a young teenager. Under the age of 15, stabbed his sister, uh, who was also a young teenager under the age of 15. Um, depression, suicide among our children. Instagram and social media media has has they have hijacked of what we normally will instill in our children. And so I'm concerned about our children. And I think one thing that is missing is a level of spirituality with our children. And so I'll take the criticism and I'll take the. Uh, the attacks from the numerical minority that don't believe that we should have God in our lives and that we should be led by a spiritual root, um, even if I'm elected official. I don't separate myself from uh, my spiritual belief because I'm the man of the city. I agree with you there. Now, uh, in this story, uh, Mr. Mayor, you cannot argue you've come under fire. (laughs) I mean, Rick Scott uh, said it was embarrassing, the senator out of the state of Florida There's a story in today's New York Post that says Eric Adams wants to send New York City migrants to college for free. It'll cost taxpayers $1.2 million. The story is you want to send some of these migrants up to Sullivan County and paper their college. And now listen, I spend a lot of time talking about you, Mr. Mayor, and I don't want to say defending, but I do a lot of your policy because truth be told, I agree with you on most stuff. This one, I'm a bit baffled, my friend. Help me out here, please. Why would we pay for their college up in Sullivan County? Well, okay, well first of all, uh, my son went to an Amer- American university. Yep. It cost me over $50,000 a year. Over, I don't know. I still don't know how I paid for it uh, on, on a police uh, salary. 
it was just it was it was painful. I know what parents are going through right now as they are dealing with college college tuition. And I think this story is misleading. I'm not paying for someone to get a four year degree at a SUNY or CUNY or private institution. No, we're doing an experiment with one hundred asylum seekers to teach them skills so they won't be dependent on our city, you know, to teach them English, to teach them some type of trade uh, so that they won't be uh, dependent. They will be self-sufficient, which they want. Everywhere I go and I speak with asylum seekers, there's only one ask they ask of me. They don't ask for a place to sleep, food to eat, uh, clothing. They only ask one thing. Can we work? Can we have a job? (laughs) And so what we are doing is taking these uh, asylum seekers and trying something new of, number one, uh, doing a decompression strategy to move them out of the city to an environment where they could learn the basic skills so they can be self-sufficient. And we we make the same offices to anyone that's in our city that is uh, in some type of (laughs) homeless shelter. We do job training. We we do this job training. We have free English uh, courses for people. Uh, We have uh, we we give people an opportunity to lift themselves up. But that's our goal. We wow. need people to be self-sufficient. What, what a difference. What not a, dependent on society. What a difference in the way you just explained it and the way people like Rick Scott and the media have presented this. I mean, the way you explained it made a whole bunch of sense. Uh, the way they're talking about it, of course, doesn't. But that's the beauty, Mr. Mayor, of getting you on. Because the way you just explained it, it does make a, a ton of sense. 60 seconds to go, these pot shops in yeah. New York City. What's going on with this stuff? It's brutal. Help me out with that. You know, you know, Sid, I, I am so, you know, uh, baffled uh, that uh, we we have to get this right. And I, I thank the lawmakers uh, that they fully understand we have to do something different. The bottom line is we must give enforcement ability to the city. Right now, we don't have that. Uh, these guys are laughing at us for the most part. And we have to give a enforcement ability uh, to the city so we can go in and shut these uh, shops down. We're we going to Albany. We've been in Albany talking to our lawmakers. They appear to agree with us that we have to make sure that we can put some teeth in enforcement so we can close, close these guys down. A $250 summons when you're making hundreds of thousands of dollars, that's just the cost of doing business. We have to be more forceful in closing these shops down. What a great conversation. Uh, listen, uh, Mr. Mayor, Eric, I can't thank you enough. That's a great job discussing all these major topics in New York City. And uh, you keep doing the great job you're doing. We'll talk again very, very soon. Thank you so much, pal. Thank you. Thank you. Take care. All right, man, you too. There he is, the mayor New York City, Eric Adams. I think he explained away a lot of that stuff. But, of course, you'll be the judge of that. Can't wait to read Facebook.